Warning, the following podcast contains coarse language and spoilers for the film and the title of the podcast. Now hit me with that theme. Now playing. And I still don't know what the hell that was. Hello, good people, and welcome to the podcast, Movie Reviews and 20 Qs, the show where we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. I am your host, Sam, and joining me is last week's champ. He got to have his scream in the intro, probably going to again this week because it was absolutely moronic. Hey, Kahu, how you doing? Hey, yeah, I can't believe we're back doing this again so soon. I know, talking about Mortal Kombat again. Yeah, yeah. But it's a different movie this time, and if you're doing a different movie, bring in a different competitor. It's Machu. How are you, Machu? Oh, not too bad. Two two weeks in a row feels like it's podcast season. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah, the reality is, listeners, that we actually just bunch all these movies into like three weeks of recording and then just do nothing <laughs> for the rest of the year. <laughs> Don't give away our secrets, bro. <laughs> but uh, before we get started, who do you guys reckon is going to win the American election? I reckon Biden might beat Trump, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Dunno, I've got an inkling, got an inkling. Anyway, guys, back to the real world. The movie that we are doing this week is Mortal Kombat, the film that just came out in 2021. Uh, Just came out, I mean, fuck knows when you're listening to this, but it's just come out for us. Literally came out last night. We managed to get tickets to a preview screening and we went and watched it. Directed by Simon McCoy, has a budget of $50 million, starring Joe Taslam as Sub-Zero, Jessica McNamee as Sonya Blade, Hiroyuki Sonata as Scorpion, Louis Tan as Cole Young, Sissy Stringer as Melina, Ludi Lin as Liu Kang, Michelle Brooks as Jax, Alyssa Caldwell as Natara, Josh Lawson as Kano, Tadunubu Asano as Raiden, and <laughs> Chiden Han as Shang Tsung. Oh, and Max Huang as Kong Lao. Uh, yeah, it's literally just come out. Uh, has a score of 7 out of 10 on IMDb, has a Rotten Tomatoes percentage of 65%. Pretty reasonable scores so far for well, typically a shit genre, to be honest. Like, <laughs> video game movies never really do that well. Yeah, the the bar is low. <laughs> Incredibly low. Uh, if you're not planning on going to watch it, I mean, I know in America it's just been released on streaming services, so you guys could probably watch it straight away. But if you're not planning on watching it, we're going to give you a quick plot. I mean, we all watched it together, so I'll just give the plot off Wikipedia, which is Mortal Kombat is a mysterious intergalactic tournament of ancient martial arts. Shaolin monk Liu Kang from Earth gets invited as a competitor. What, what? is this? <laughs> you got the right movie? What the fuck? <laughs> okay, okay, Kahu, you can do better. What is the plot? <laughs> well, Liu Kang, can I? <laughs> Liu Kang isn't even in the film for the first half hour. Yeah, so, I mean, if you've, if you've ever played Mortal Kombat, seen the original movie then you've got it already but uh no you don't (laughs) uh so no tournament in this one there's an mma fighter called cole young who has a mysterious dragon tattoo and uh he is tasked with well along with other fighters and protecting earth realm from the champions of outworld invading earth yeah basically basically in the shang song invades with his assassins and tries to kill the guys before they even get to the tournament yeah um, yeah, that's the basic plot. We'll get into it. If you haven't heard this podcast before, what we do is we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. We start with 10 questions that can be applied to any film. We then move into three personal questions before finishing on a listener question or a Patreon question. And this week it is a Patreon question because we are just basically recording this straight after the movie. Didn't have a chance to throw anything out there. So the one we always start with is the compliment sandwich, which is one thing good, one thing bad, and one thing good about this film. If we're giving it a score over 5,000 out of 10,000, or if it's under 5,000, it's a shit sandwich, or if it's over 10,000 out of 10,000, it's a hyperbole sandwich. Kahu, lead us off. What do you Yay. got? What sort of sandwich are you going to be eating this week, Kahu? I, I, yeah, I'll just say I'm looking at a compliment sandwich. Oh, you're looking at one, but mm. are you going to buy it? I will buy it, and I will eat it. <laughs> And uh, we decide that actually. <laughs> I mean, I, I bought I bought a compliment sandwich, but I ate a shit sandwich. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that uh, I think that we'll probably all have this as a good thing, and that is uh, Kano. Yeah, he oh, sucks. Uh, the actor that <laughs> the actor that played him, Josh Lawson, the man. Yeah, yeah, the man. just he just nailed it. It was 
perfect and had the best line in the movie as well. Yeah. Kano wins. You fucking beauty. <laughs> So good. I'd just like to point out, guys, that this is a New Zealand podcast. We can only say so many nice things about Australians, so let's fucking wrap that up pretty quickly. (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll land to Aussies later. Uh, Bad thing, and you mentioned this uh, after the movie last night, Sam, is that it's one of those films where the trailer has almost all the good bits. Yes, like most comedy films. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, it was, I mean, there was plenty of action in this movie, and. And that was still good, but yeah, all the good bits were in the trailer, um, which, you know, is a bit unfortunate, but I don't think it detracted from the movie too much. Uh, and a final good thing, and I'm sort of comparing this to the 1995 film as well. Why would you? Uh, the fights, I thought the fight scenes were great. They were amazing. Yes. yes. They were good. Yep. Um, that was one of my good things as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they just, I mean, obviously, you know, this is a, a bit of a fantastical universe, but yeah, they just seemed like they were well choreographed, faithful to the source material without being too on the nose and and not repeating the classic lines from the games too much. I think Get Over Here was only used once, so I know. Uh it was good. They didn't <laughs> didn't overdo it too much. Yeah, I, I love that stuff. So I, I had pretty much the same stuff as you. The and the gore. I was I was pretty yeah. I was got pretty happy lining up for the movies when they asked me for my ID and I said, you know <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm a tad over eighteen. And from the first like, Who the fuck served well. you like Daredevil? Like, who the <laughs> <Yeah>. f- <laughs> no, like, there was a kid in what? front of me he got he, and he, I thought he was gonna get it denied because it was an R eighteen plus movie and I was like, Yes, this is gonna be gory as fuck. I can't wait. So that was cool. And it um, laid it out there from the first scene as well that this yeah. was gonna be the base level of violence. Yeah. yeah. The the bad thing for me for this film was was the plot. The plot was <laughs> shit. Eh? What plot? It was like, I was like, what is going on? Like all all the way through the film, it was just jumping from place to place. And even at the start, I was getting, I started to get, started to get that like that headache when you're like, oh no, this is that movie. <laughs> Doesn't make yeah. sense. <laughs> all sorts of weird stuff is happening, and none of it's going to be any good. I, um, I made the point on our previous podcast though, in the in the '95 version, that the plot was average, but it suffered even more because there wasn't the violence or the faithfulness to the source material. Yeah, true. Whereas this, because we had that faithfulness, it kind of glossed over how bad the plot was. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the moment they started taking themselves seriously as a movie with the plot, it was like, oh, this is awful. But then Kano came along and saved it. Like, <laughs> I think, Sam, you said it best. This, yeah. this film sucked until we, we saw Kano and it just got better and better. It literally would have been a negative score for me if it wasn't for Kano. <laughs> Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the best lines in the film. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much just going to echo what you guys said. I mean, the only other other aspect that I thought was awesome was the intro. Just setting up, like, the two rival factions and how they hate each other and, you know, like, setting up Scorpion as a character. I was, like, I was hooked. You know what I mean? Like, they've actually released the first seven minutes on the internet so that people can watch that opening scene. Like, that scene got me hooked. Led into my bad thing, which you're talking about. Like, until Kano shows up, and even after Kano shows up, there's long stretches of the movie where you're just like, oh, get to the point. Okay, first of all, it was incredibly fucking brave of them to make a Mortal Kombat film but not actually have the Mortal Kombat tournament in there. That was, like, surprising mm-hmm. me. I thought we were leading up to that tournament and we were going to have pretty rapid succession of guys dying. And so I thought, oh, this is cool. This is a lull before everything just goes fucking mental. And it does kind of go mental, but it's not as, as mental as I would have liked. You know what I mean? Like, I was yeah. expecting, like, just absolute insanity. And, like, yeah, we get a bit of that. But then it sort of lulls a bit. And then we get the Scorpion Sub-Zero fight. So, for me, there was just too many lulls in the action that sort of, yeah, detracted a bit. I legitimately feel like if they're not going to do the tournament, it would have been a better plot if, like, we just had action the whole time. Like, it was pretty much like Mad Max Fury Road where it's just one giant chase. And it mm. could have been these guys trying to get to Raiden's Temple while all these other guys keep coming after them, coming after them, coming after them. And just spend the whole time trying to run away. Before they get to Captain fucking Useless. Hang on, no, wait, wait, wait. Spoilers for the rest, of, the rest of... Let's move on. Let's move on. I'm giving it away too much. But that, that would have been my plot. I would have enjoyed. I'm sure we're going to get to the tournament because they go, well, it's only a month away or one moon. That's yeah, one month. moon away. That's one month. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're getting there. No, we're not. Nah. <laughs> Got to save of Mortal Kombat 2, bro. And yeah, that, that was it for me. So as a score out of 
like ten thousand. We'll go around like how many fatalities? How many? How many fatalities? You? Oh, uh, five thousand nine hundred fatalities. Yeah, that's pretty much what I'm expecting. What? Yeah, I'm I'm about the same. Five thousand seven hundred. Yeah, and we're somewhere between five thousand seven hundred and that. Yeah, I'm about six thousand five hundred. Oh, yeah. oh, I know. <laughs> Just slightly more fatalities for you. It reminded me of that movie Assassin's Creed, which is like it's not a bad film. But like, it's not a good. F- no, actually, what am I talking about? I I discussed this today with our good friend Duty from Shaken Not Nerd, and the more I talked about it with him, the more my score went down. I'm the same as you guys. Five thousand nine hundred. This is or six thousand. Six thousand and one. Yeah, yeah. It's, and I mean, yeah, you got to take into account as well that as a video game movie, the bar is so low. It's so low. Um, so it does get a few extra points there. But you know, it was a movie that kind of did what I thought it was going to do. So yeah. Anyway, let's move on to our Patreon questions. First up is Julio of the Contrarians podcast, an awesome podcast that rages against the Rotten Tomatoes machine, so they'll take a film that's universally beloved and argue why it's crap, or they'll take a film that's pretty much crap and argue why it's awesome. Anyway, what does he want to know? Uh, He wants to know that what's your most controversial opinion about this film, Matthew? I think um, this might not be that controversial, but um, I think Sonya Blade should have been the main character. That's that's what I thought. Even though she was a plot dispensing machine. Like, yeah. <laughs> what the Expo- fuck is happening? And then she would just fill everyone in, eh? Exposition oh, alert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was the Raiden of the first one where she just pops in for exposition. I agree with you. She's the only one there that's like, like Jax was just like, I don't know why I'm here. Cole was like, I don't know why I'm here. Luke Kang and Kung Lao were like, oh, we don't know Which, if we can take when, it. When, Sonya's the only one that's like, I'm fucking here to fuck shit up. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm here to. I don't give a fuck if I don't have a dragon tattoo. I'm going to fuck these motherfuckers up. Kano's like, want to rumble? She's like, fuck yeah. Let's fucking let's, let's go. Throw some fists. Let's go. Give me a Sonya Blade <laughs> movie right now. And when, when you think about it, Jax has been working with her on this for like seven years or something. So he should know what's going on. Yeah, exactly. And also, bro- um, Cole's a brooding fuckwit, eh? Like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't get behind him at any point. I was like, oh, he could die. I'm good with that. Yeah, and he's, yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> he's the only character that we're given any kind of background into. Yeah. And, but yeah, you're just kind of, and he's, he's the only one with a family in the film. So you're just kind of like, just even still, his family's cooler than him. Still doesn't yeah, really yeah, come his across. wife has a crack at that dude. He's just like, oh, let's, I'll get in there. Oh, I mean, what do you mean, like like a true MVP of this film sort of thing, where she takes to go over the <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? Is that what you're talking about? Are you taking answers yeah, from later on? Fine. It's fine. It's fine, bro. We can move on. <laughs> because looking at my answers, who's the true MVP of this movie? Sonya Blade. If someone says that, it's just his wife with the axe. Oh, Cheers, Machu! <laughs> Fucking Alison Young, I've got her too. <laughs> anyway, uh, my most controversial opinion. If you sat me down right now and said, do you want to watch the 95 version or the 2021 version? 95. No. I feel, I feel like I was disingenuous on the last podcast. I really enjoyed watching it for its sheer level of cheesiness and stupidity. Like, there's a lot to pick holes in this movie, but at the same time, there's nothing in me right now, and maybe it's because I only watched it last night, that I'm like, oh, I would, I'd love to rewatch that again. Yeah, I mean, Whereas I'd love like it's what it, about but what about Kano? You fucking beauty. <laughs> okay, give me a Kano highlight reel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On on that, I'm going to preface this with Australians are quality people. You know, <laughs> I love Australians. They're great people. <laughs> I wish you guys could see his face right now, dear <laughs> listeners. Oh, yes. I wish you could see his face. Get him, Kano. But there's get him. There's so many Australians in this film. Finish them. I had to count. There's six Australians. Out of, I think, 18 primary cast members. One of my questions was going to be, at what point did you realise this film was shot in Australia? <laughs> yeah. There's one in three of the characters. Sonia, Kano, Reiko, Cabal, Goro, and Alison. I don't know yeah. who that is. The voice of Cabal yes, is the Australian. Yes. Who's the stuntman? I don't know. A Kiwi. He's a dude from New Plymouth. <laughs> well, that's, you know, there should be more Kiwis. Great thing about it was how... Badly they portrayed Australians, eh? <laughs> it's like, yes! I can get him! <laughs> just an absolute bogan of a dude, <laughs> yeah. and then just a random old woman flying a plane. I'm the fucking man! I'm the fucking man! And he keeps getting his you fucking feet, beauty. feet kicked out from underneath him. Yeah, he just gets swept kicked three times in a row, <laughs> jumps one, and then gets done again. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, that was mine. Should have stayed in TAFE. <laughs> Anyway, moves us over to another Patreon question. This question comes courtesy of the amazing man that is Chris Yeeney. What's his question there, Machu? What song would you have inserted into this film and where? 
Okay, so there's a, like, middle bands and action movies go well together, and there's a middle band called Machine Head, and they have a song that's based on uh, Ernest Hemingway novel, which is A Farewell to Arms, and I would have had that playing where <laughs> Jax loses his arms. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> there's the most on-the-nose choice yeah. that you can think of. I mean, mine's even more on the nose, and, and surely we've just got to have the original Mortal Kombat theme in there somewhere. Yeah, they had a new version. And it was average. Yeah, they played it at the end, which just kind of sat through the credits a bit. Yeah, it was just, it was average. I had um, um, Prodigy's song Firestarter when Liu Kang does the fatality. It's <laughs> oh, yes, nice. How has no one brought this up yet? That is a great choice. I also had What's Going On by Marvin Gaye, like, all through the song. <laughs> what's going on? What's going on? You can put it there any time. Help me, Sonia. What's going on? <laughs> Sonia, cue Sonia, please. <laughs> Here's my exposition moment. Next question comes courtesy of Dave Baker. Dave is his own Patreon at patreon.com forward slash your favorite. I know he posts a ton of awesome content you guys should all go check out. There is a link down in the show notes. Go and support Dave. Go check out his stuff. It's great. Anyway, his question this week for us is, which two characters from this film would you guys want with you at your house party? I had no one from the outworld. Nah, fuck those cunts. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I hate those dudes. So I went with um, Kano and Sonya Blade because I just want to see them scrap. I was like, I would, I would just have, have such a good time listening to um, Kano's shit and then Sonya just giving him a hiding. Yeah, Kano would destroy your house, bro. Oh, but it'll be, you know, be, it's probably going to be worth it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I went with Kano too. He'd be the life of the party. But the other character I went with was Jax, just purely so I could see Machu lose an arm wrestle at my party. <laughs> I wouldn't, though. I'd be like, are you ready, Jax? Are you ready? <laughs> Depends if I'll, get, I'll get Jax Pre Akuma, whatever that figure is that he gets <laughs> yeah, later yeah. on. Come on, Jax. <laughs> spindly no, arms and shit. Yeah, I'll arms. get him with his spindly arms, and then straight away he gets so angry that he grows these big ones, and I go, nah, nah, not, not, nah I'm wrestling you now. I'm going to beat you. I'm the champ. <laughs> I would have gone with Kung Lao. He knows how to rip the piss out of people. He'd be able to take down Machu, break his Akuna out of his system, see what eyeball or eyed laser that Machu has or whatever. Like, he knows how to rip the piss. And the other one that I would have gone with is like, I love a good storyteller, guys. I love a guy that can make up fucking stories and, you know, talk shit and stuff. So that's why I would have gone with Liu Kang. And the reason why I'm talking about making up stories was at one point Liu Kang was like, Raiden, I've been assembling these fighters to get Gavi, he was like, no, you fucking haven't. There's like, what, three, four weeks left? You ain't fucking talked to any yeah. of these guys before. You just met them out in the fucking yeah, they came, the they came to you. They came to you. What are, <laughs> what they, are you fucking what on about, Luke? <laughs> Why did they wait so long? They've got one month. Yeah. You can learn anything in one month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's give a, let's give a, a generation of our greatest fighters. Uh, the fight's in three weeks. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. We'll train oh, them so they be? can fight forearm guy and bat girl. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Who have actual exactly. powers. Yeah. It's, it's bizarre. It's like Liu Kang and Kung Lao were like, no, nah, we don't need anyone else. And then when they were showed up, they're like, oh, fuck it. I suppose we have to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no wonder they've been losing for centuries. Fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> fucking useless. Anywho, that moves us over to question number five, which is also a Patreon question. Comes courtesy of the amazing man that is Dan Brennick of Netflix and Swill, a podcast that covers all things Netflix related. There's a link down in the show notes. And Dan's been on. He's been on the holidays. He's been on Independence Day. And he's coming back with Gerald from Two Pieces of a Pod to do another episode soon as a bit of promo for Livestream for the Cure, which is an awesome event that will have a trailer at the end of this that those guys are running. Anyway, what's your question, Kahu? Yeah, thanks, Dan. Who was the true MVP of the movie? Uh, this can't be Kano because we all agree on him. It yeah. can't be the main character. Which, it's definitely not Cole. It yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> it's not Cole. It's not Raiden. No, it's not Raiden. <laughs> it's definitely Kano. Like we'd all say Kano. So who, who else? We've mentioned Sonya. She was going to be my other choice. What have you guys got? Anyone else that you thought? Allison, Allison Young. Yep. You know, for fighting Goro, maybe Kung Lao. Maybe Kung Lao. Gets in. Yeah. Doing yeah. a proper fatality and yeah, then yeah. getting one punch fatality to <laughs> Shang Tsung. <laughs> yeah. What was that, by the way? Like. Did he just literally grab him and that was it? And that was his move. He just grabbed him. And yeah, that, yeah. Ah, my your soul's mine. Your soul is mine. That that felt like the the one scene where they they really had to get your soul is mine in. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it was the yeah. it was the one thing from the games that they really wanted to. It was get just in. so awkward. 
It was. It was just kind of like, oh, none of the goodies have died yet. Who's expendable? I was waiting for the creator of Mortal Kombat, who usually pops up and says Toasty, to just pop up and go, shoehorn. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it how they're like, oh, I love, it. I love it when he screams just before he takes a soul. Like, what? He's taking a soul? Let's go watch. <laughs> yeah. How about, how about, hey, Luke King, come over here, bro. You'll never guess what's happening. How about, let's stop him? <laughs> like, bro, can you help me out? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying to see what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> the worst mate, see. Mind you, they've only just met. Oh, actually, Luke King has been hanging out with this guy. Yeah, him and Kung Lo are like best friends. Oh, asshole, buddy, Luke King. No, no, it wasn't his fault. That Cole guy stopped him. He stopped Luke Kang from getting there, remember? Oh, he comes yeah, right yeah. out, cold just stops him. He's like, just leave him to it, bro. He's too late. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, what a fucking explode Shang Tsung's head off. We've just seen him spit a fucking dragon out. What are these dragon Shang Tsung? Yeah. That, that's the, the thing, eh, with these special moves that they have. Like, can they just not pull them out at any time? Kano shoots off his liar at a fucking eye laser all the time. About a hundred times. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, Sonya was my other choice. Any other true MVPs of this film? I thought Scorpion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. came yeah. back and went yeah. to hell. But then you say that, but he it took what what five hundred years before he showed up again. Well, that's right. I mean, he's been waiting in hell for five hundred years, so I think that's MVP worthy. Learning how to control mm. the fires of hell. How about his wife hiding that baby? That was pretty, pretty. <laughs> yeah, boring. yeah, that's true. How about Raiden turning up after everybody's dead to take the baby? <laughs> Let's talk about it later. Let's hold hold off. Let's hold off. Although I do question her logic of putting a baby in there who's pretty defenseless. Like, why didn't she tuck her son in there as well? But I suppose he would have known that he had a son. He wouldn't necessarily known he had yeah, a baby. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm talking he did, myself he out didn't of it. Make a point to say you must be his son. Yeah. Exactly. So didn't they? Uh, mm, okay. Ooh. Maybe there was only room for the baby and. <laughs> Yeah, she, she just liked her daughter more than her son. Just like there was only room for Rose on that. Uh, <laughs> parents pick favorites all the time. On mate. that bit of the Titanic, there was only room for Rose. There's no room for Jack. <laughs> really, this big door. <laughs> clearly, clearly hadn't got to the basement uh, safe room renovation since the baby was born. <laughs> True. Okay, moves us over to question number six. Uh, also, a Patreon question comes courtesy of the amazing woman that is Emily Higgins of the Tasteless Podcast podcast which compares a universally beloved film to a film that she thinks doesn't get the love it deserves. Definitely go check her out. I mean, you guys know her. She's been on the podcast a few times before. She's probably coming back to do Cruella because there's no way in hell I'm going to do that, but Stacey <laughs> and Liz are going to do it. Anyway, what's your question there, Machu? Uh, what obscure underrated movie would you pair with this to make a double feature? I would pair this with The New Legend of Shaolin, a 1994 film starring Jet Li. Sort of like set back in the day, and it's basically him and his son taking revenge on a evil dude. That's why I don't leave it at, because I feel like you guys might actually check it out. Awesome kung fu movie. Awesome. Absolutely mm. awesome. It's not super obscure, but Apocalypto? Mm. Very good movie. The only relevance to this being also includes pulling hearts out of people. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I went with, and I love that movie anyway, so. Honor of a lonely heart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would have been a good song. <laughs> yeah. God damn it! I've just come up with the best answer. <laughs> Kano would have pulled it off too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I struggled a bit with this one, but I came up with a Jet Li film as well called what? One. One, oh, one. Multi, multiverse, the martial arts, uh, and there can only be one. It's a big martial arts tournament. And some other ones that weren't underrated was Bloodsport. Into the Dragon, those are the ones I came up with, obviously not underrated. Oh, yeah. Into the Dragon, one of my all-time favourite movies. Yeah, Into the Dragon is amazing. Anyway, Never, never Back Down. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're just making up movies now, are you? Never Back Down with Michael, um, Michael White. Oh, Michael J. White. Oh, Michael J. White, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot different from Michael White. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that moves us over to question number seven, which is... Uh, <laughs> We're going to have a ton of answers for this, but let's see what you guys came up with. <laughs> what was the most preposterously insane leap of logic in this film? That Kano knows where this temple is, and yep. they jump on the plane to get dropped off there, but they still get dropped off 35 miles away. Like what's... Kilometers, Kahu. Oh, kilometers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like, why not use your GPS thing in the plane instead of on the ground? Yeah, like, this is Kano, who strikes me as one of the most laziest men in the world. Yeah. And he drops down there with no water, no supplies. Yeah. You know, like, fully suited up in the middle of the desert. Like, there's no way in hell Kano would do that. Yeah, yeah. And they and they 
find Luke Hang nearly at the temple and like they've barely broken a sweat. <laughs> they don't, they don't look, I mean, how long would, would 35 kilometres take? Probably like, uh, if it's reasonably flat, I'd say maybe like nine hours through the desert yeah, at yeah. a good pace. Yeah. But without water, probably a bit longer. So. <laughs> just bullshit. Yeah. I, I just couldn't believe that Scorpion would change his name to Scorpion. Like, why the fuck would he change his name to Scorpion? <laughs> I am Scorpion. Really? You, you had a name. It was a good one. You're Japanese. Why would you change it to Scorpion? <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Is there any Japanese listeners out there would change your name to Scorpion? Especially because you've got like a pointed blade and you spit flames. It's like maybe dragon. <laughs> yeah, just for, dragon's- nah. Scorpion. <laughs> Scorpion. He picked up a, a blade one time and he tied a rope to it. That- that's not a, that's not even that's not even what a scorpion has. It's got a big it's got a big tail. Ah. I, I, I was trying to figure <laughs> if he shot it out of his ass, would you be happy? <laughs> I was trying to figure out how those two actually met, because one's obviously Japanese and the other's Chinese. And they've they've met before and like why does Sub Zero hate him and Yeah, well uh, I mean feudal Japan and China often went to wars with each other. Yeah. But they didn't really explain that because because they both say for whatever. Oh, yeah, they're different clans, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but... Stop picking holes in the only good part of this film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the one for me is that, talking about that sort of like Scorpion, Sub-Zero, and Cole fight, was that at one point there, they were like, like Cole was just like, hey, you know, how are we going to beat Scorpion? None of us can beat him one-on-one. It's like, we're going to do this together. And then no one... No one shows up. No one helps them. They all go off, have their own fights, which are done within 10, 20 seconds. It's like Optimus Prime, eh? It's like, well, we're all going to fight. Hey, you're all coming? Nah, bro. <laughs> I hope you can fight them all by yourself. You've got to try every single time. Optimus Prime, bro, you're like five stories high, and we're like a fucking Volkswagen Beetle, bro. None of us have last name Prime. We can't do shit. I'm, my name is Bumblebee. That's a little <laughs> <laughs> I'm jazz. <laughs> you know how scary jazz is? It's not. <laughs> the thing with that strategy as well, fighting them separately, like they were doing that before anyway, but, but supposedly the, the change in venue is going to help them defeat them. Yeah, but like, this time they're going after them, you know what I mean? But they didn't go after Sub-Zero and then Sub-Zero came after them. I just... I. Uh, <sighs> what were they doing? They're just sitting there going, I'm going to wait till you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm not going to say nothing, so that means that I'm not the bad guy. <laughs> but it's it's almost like when you and all your mates are like go bungee jumping or go something, and you all show up there and you're all like keen airs, and then no one's like wants to go first. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're just standing around like, ah, yeah. Oh, it was a good idea when we were on the way here, but uh... <laughs> now you go, bro. You go, bro. <laughs> yeah, I just found it preposterous. They didn't even go and help them. You know what I mean? It's just like they just hung around doing nothing. It was insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, then moves it over to question number eight. What is it there, Kahu? What was the biggest dick move of the movie? Um, I'm just going to skip ahead and say I've already done mine, which was Cole holding back Liu Kang. And, you know, like no one trying to stop Shang Tsung. Raider not trying to sh- stop Shang Tsung. No mm. one trying to stop Shang Tsung. What the fuck are these people doing? Why don't they just let Kong Lao, who's literally been the MVP of this, like, all-out brawl you guys are having, why just leave him? Yeah. He- yeah, yeah. yeah I, I had Sonya Blade. Like she just went to Raiden's temple and forgot all about her mate Jax. Like the last time we saw Jax, he was fighting Sub Zero, this murderous um, out outworld person. And she's just like, "Oh, where was he? Oh, he's in this locked in a death battle." Oh, okay. Anyway, should we go? <laughs> Is it, are you gonna ask if your mate's all right? Like, should we yeah, go look yeah. for him? Or feels like he's like a, a you know big part of your team, your team of two. That's all it is, a team of two. Nah, he'll be there when I get there. And it was just like, by fluke, he actually is. Yeah, and yeah. She's like, and she's like, oh my God, what happened to you? I'd be sitting there going, what the fuck happened to you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Where have you been? Yeah. Oh, I've been looking for you everywhere. I feel like you just came straight here and didn't look for me at all. Yeah. You know what her problem is? She's got dragon tattoo FOMO. <laughs> yeah. Like, hard. Yeah. Yeah. She should have gone and had a look for his one. Like, is he about to die? Oh, okay, going to see where he's at. I did find it kind of preposterously insane, kind of going back to the last question, that Jack shows up in that truck and then Sub-Zero walks into that building 
And Jax doesn't immediately turn around and go, well, he's gone. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What reason do they have to follow him? Yeah, exactly. Jax is like, oh, I better go fucking take after this dude with my shotgun. Even though we've seen this dude hurling fucking shards of ice up and down the street, destroying buildings and cars. I'm going to go in there with a shotgun. Should be sweet. Honestly, though, if you look like Jax, you just go anywhere. You're like, <laughs> you only wear a singlet or no shit at all. I mean, I've, I've just got the simple one. Basically, anything Raiden does. <laughs> We're getting to him. We're coming up to him. <laughs> yeah. Everything Raiden does, eh? Yeah. Asshole. The, I mean, same as the last movie. Like, he he talks in riddles and isn't very encouraging and turns up late to everything. Well, and, and my favorite one in this film, he teleports everyone to a space where no one can hurt them. I was like, why the fuck haven't they been here the whole time? <laughs> yeah. we, we can bring that up now. We can definitely yeah. bring that up now. You need to bring. You need to, You needed to take them there. Oh, just build a barrier that can be broken quite easily. Like, it was just so simple. Not not to mention, like at that point, Cole's like, "I need to protect my family," and Raiden's like, "I can't protect every soul on earth." It's yeah. like, <laughs> it's like yeah. five of us, yeah. another two people. That's all you got to protect, bro. Yeah, that's yeah. seven out of eight yeah. billion. It's not a lot. I'm the protector of Earthram. Yeah, and the protector of shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking idiot. Anyway, uh, moves us over to question number nine. What is it there, Machu? What deep philosophical debate arose within you during this film? Okay, how was Cole the last of his family? Right? Is his family tree a fine? A what? A vine. Oh, a vine. Like, think about it. Like, 1600s, right? Yeah. One kid survives. Presumably goes off and has a kid to someone else. That kid has a kid. Everyone dies. Yeah, that kid right. has a kid. Everyone dies. That kid has a kid. And just, like, passed down, 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 down. Potentially down, down, down. 16 generations. <laughs> exactly. And he's the one kid. It's like a, rather than a family tree, it's a family vine. But he's <laughs> yeah. the only one left. Yeah. Like a long line that gets to this one dude. But he's not the only one left. He's got a daughter. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. He's got a wife and daughter in this. And theoretically, she should have been born with a birthmark as well. We'll get to that later. But... <laughs> Like, we're, you know what I mean? Like, surely there's some sort of, like, you know, like, cousins all around the world. Like, surely. Yeah, yeah. You'd think so. Yeah. No. Just, <laughs> just cold. <laughs> Mine was, how long would it take me to fill two buckets of water? Yeah, his, he does take a long <laughs> he time. He takes a very long it time. a very long time to fill those buckets of water. Yeah. In a running and, stream, you'd think it wouldn't take long, <laughs> very long at all. Not to mention, like, how you can only hear your wife scream. You can't hear the screams of everyone else dying. Yeah, yeah. That was... Stop ruining the, my favourite part, Kahoot! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my deep philosophical debate was, how the fuck did Sonia and Jax figure out the stuff about the underworld? What are they, academic researchers or something? Aren't they going around the world just fighting random people and being soldiers? But somehow they had all this research, like they were like de the detectives of the special forces or something. Then, no, like Jax obviously just sits there all day doing um, dumbbell presses and, and Sonia's like, she's basically a model. So Yeah, <laughs> a model that lives in a scrapyard. So they're, they're, those that doesn't people, have two million dollars. <laughs> those, uh, those two gym bunnies are not clever people, eh? Like they're just not. <laughs> You're saying yeah. people can't be beefcakes and smart? Nah. I'm going to prove you wrong. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> they they can't they can't unlock something that no one else on earth has unlocked. Oh. I mean the explanation was that they killed somebody with unnatural powers and Jack's got a tattoo and then they put it all together from there. Yeah, and they're like, Oh, there's Shang Tsung. It's, it's so I, you know what about Shang Tsung? He did this and this and this and the blah 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 and exposition master Sonya Blade just kicks in. <laughs> yeah. And then it's... oh my shit's burnt down. Oh <laughs> yeah. well, Moves us over to question number 10. Uh, what character from this film just clearly needed to get laid? I think Liu Kang's just like, he just... Skittish. He's, he's stuck up about everything, eh? He just yeah. needs to needs to woman, needs a woman to calm down. <laughs> he's got the fire. Or a man, whatever or he a man. prefers. Yeah, true. I reckon I went with the old campy villain, old Shang Tsung. Like, what? <laughs> he's pretty camp, eh? I, I don't know. I, I also went with Shang Tsung because he was a bit of a simp. <laughs> simp? You know, like, here's Nataru, isn't she pretty? Hey, Nataru, isn't she pretty? How many times you got to tell me that the girl with wings on her back is pretty? She's not going to have sex with you, dude, no matter how many times. Yeah, for starters, cut your hair. He really, he really built her up, hey, and then she was a bit of a letdown. Yeah. Isn't she pretty? <laughs> Seemed better, bro. <laughs> he was definitely a simp. He was my answer as well. He, he definitely needed to get laid. 
Anyway, that moves us over to our personal questions. What do you got there, Kahu? Yeah, so my first personal question is, what character from the movie would you replace with another character from the Mortal Kombat franchise? Replace Cole, for starters, and bring in Johnny Cage. Ah, Yeah, that was the obvious one. That was the big one, eh? That was the one that a lot of people are thinking, why don't they just do that? Uh, like, he, he, you know, like, Lewis Tan would have been an awesome Cole. I mean, would have been an awesome Johnny Cage. Hmm. Like, because he, like, Lewis Tan is legitimately quite a decent actor, an awesome martial artist, you know? Like, he would have been just great as Johnny Cage. I reckon his biggest problem was how dour he was. Like, I can't do yeah. this. You know, like, whereas if he was the, the arrogance of Johnny Cage, you know, that would have been mean. But. Yeah, I did get the impression that he was quite a good actor, but with bad material. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's how I felt as well. Mm-hmm. The the one I would have changed in there is I feel like that we wasted Goro. I feel like Goro, like, oh, Prince Goro, you've come to join us. Oh, and you're off having that scene. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would have brought in a lesser-known villain, like Motaro, who's the one out of uh, yeah, Mortal yeah. Kombat 2 or 3. He's like the centaur dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, no one like no one really cares about Motaro. You know, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have worried that he just got, like, his ass handed to him. Whereas in this, it was like, you know, he got the... Power of belief, and he got defeated. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, somebody got Black Panther suit, and then he was able to defeat <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, um, Alison Young even has a crack. His wife, yeah, his like, wife no, saves his life. Oh, yeah, like, oh, just cut him in the back. Really? Can you do that? <laughs> like a, an outworld champion who has literally won Mortal Kombat. Exactly. Oh. Uh, my second question: Which of these characters has the biggest daddy issues? And I think there's probably a lot of them. Yeah, I, I, when I thought about it, there's a few. I reckon um, Kung Lao. Like, fucking give up the hat. Get something else. Like, you are you s- exactly the same as all your parents? Is that you've got such a daddy issue that you have to be the exact same person. Same name, same cape, same hat. Like, just fucking modern up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. My daddy wore this. My daddy's this. daddy wore this. My daddy's daddy had the same name. Oh, yeah, yeah. I am Kung sick. Lao, descendant of the great Kung Lao. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, fucking, you've got no personality, do you? Let's kill you straight away. I, I actually had Cole's daughter. I figure she's got some daddy issues by the end of this. She's what da- watched daddy get the shit kicked out of him by a four-armed dude. Yeah, yeah. And, and two-armed and dude. All his other <laughs> and M- a two-armed dude and a whole bunch of other dudes. All his other and, MMA fights too, yeah. Exactly, And but she's still his corner man. Yeah, yeah, I thought, like, wow. That's a dedicated daughter. Yeah, yeah. That's she's a, the MVP, actually. That's a, that's a brutal reality check for a young girl, eh? Yeah. Not only that, she gets frozen and, like, still survives. So, yeah, yeah she's Yeah, that was... That was weird. Like, throughout the film, we'd been led to believe that anybody that gets frozen by Sub-Zero is basically dead. Yep. And yeah, then his wife and daughter survived. Yeah, and they look dead for most of the time. They're frozen until, hey, they're alive. Yeah. Preposterous leap of logic. Sub-Zero would have killed them within yeah. seconds. Yeah. He, there's no point for him trying to keep them alive. Yeah. You know, exactly. like, he knows he's got to fight Cole. It doesn't matter if they're alive or dead. He would have just, like, fatality the hell out of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what you got there next, bro? For my final question, why doesn't Raiden disappear Shang Tsung at literally any time during the movie instead of just at the end? And who is actually in charge of this tournament? So Raiden doesn't do shit, eh? Like, he doesn't care about it. He doesn't do it because he's a lazy motherfucker. He just <laughs> yeah. sits around and, oh, oh, my my champions of Earth have just died. I'll, I'll go and do something now that they're all dead. And and who who runs the tournament? It's Thanos. <laughs> oh, you just got me going. Hello, Marvel, Marvel talk, Marvel talk. At this Marvel point, talk. he doesn't have the 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 gloves, so he's just like, "How do I kill half the universe? I'll I'll have this Mortal Kombat battle, and one of them will kill the other." Yeah, that was a uh, noticeable departure from the first film, where Shang Tsung's effectively the final boss. Whereas in this one, Raiden's just like. Nah, this movie's got to end now. Get it lost. Yeah, yeah, you see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's hope he doesn't become the boss, eh? I hope that Earth doesn't rule um, the outer world because then Raiden will be the ruler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this twisted bastard. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really have an answer to your first question because it's, it's just the answer's in the question because Raiden's fucking useless. <laughs> <laughs> he pr- he's like the dad that pretends to care but doesn't really care. Yeah. But like your other, the other part of this is like who who is actually in charge of this tournament? It's the Elder Gods, and even then, one of the characters in the movie says, "Oh, you know, the Elder Gods watch over everything, but you know they're too lazy to take a like a, any investment in this." And like Raiden's the only one that's pa- 
partially caring. Yeah. You know, like is giving 1% caring. <laughs> anyway, it moves me over to my questions. Which of the fighters do you guys reckon was the biggest dead weight? Yeah, I mentioned this earlier, but Nitaro was just hopeless. Like She got jazzed up so much. Like, yeah, she's yeah. Still pretty. She's got yeah, wings. Shang Tsung was making her out like she was the best in his crew. And all she basically did was... Simp. What? <laughs> He's a simp. He's yeah, a simp. Yeah. All, all she basically did was like try and creep up on Kung Lao and dive in. And he just jumped on her back and that was it. I reckon Goro was hopeless. Eh? He was terrible. He was, he was an actual champion and he got owned. He was losing to someone without powers. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he like took on the worst. Like he... He took on the worst of all the uh, of all the Earth champions and lost. Like quite <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> the only way he could have been worse is if the uh, if Cole's wife had just axed him in the head. Yeah. That was it. He was just like game <laughs> yeah, over. Yeah. Yeah, Cole can't even beat humans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well done. Uh, moves me over to my next question. Uh, they talk about a lot in this film about uncovering your Akuna, Akana, Akana. Uh, yeah. Uncovering your Akana which gives you special abilities. I want to know from you guys, what do you reckon our, the other podcasters in this po- like podcast, what do you reckon our special abilities would be? So what would be our Akuna Matatas? I think Sam would have some kind of power glove. Like no glove, no love, Co. <laughs> like a, and, and it might have like um, like some type of stones on the fist. Oh, so you're making me into Thanos. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Is that because when I get really drunk, I get into this giant purple head, you know? Like, yeah. Giant Ooh. blue purple head. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Maybe keep that to yourself. <laughs> uh, come around and snap you, go. <laughs> and Machu would have some like a like a big Hulk fist. I think that's what Machu would have. Cool. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be like the Popeye. Oh, actually, no. It'd be <laughs> was it Fisto and He Man? <laughs> yeah. a giant. Actually, fist. it'd be more like the Alex the Kid fist. Oh yeah, <laughs> Alex the Kid. <laughs> that one'd be like. Burp. Yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah. I had, I had um, you could go around fisting people, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was biting my tongue. Uh, I had for Sam. I had for you. Like you'd you'd be in a fight, and because you got a big shiny head, I reckon you'd duck and duck for cover. All the light would shine off your head and blind everyone. Hell in the room. yeah, shiny head man. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> way better than way better than fireballs, Luke. <laughs> yeah, Luke gang. Exactly. I, I thought, could, like burn people's eyes out. I like that. I thought you were going to go with some kind of like Sonic the Hedgehog cannonball. No, no, just, <laughs> just blinding lights off his forehead. <laughs> just as little effort as possible, Kahu. I stone. kneel down and it just blinds off my. That's, that's all my moveset is. Just give just it a kneeling. good polish. Like, oh, I can't fight him anymore. Yeah, he's That's right. Exactly. <laughs> he can't fight me, but I can't fight him either. And and um, Kahu, I had um, I thought long and hard about this over the last no, you didn't. five seconds. <laughs> 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 I thought like um, you, the guy would come to fight you, and you just start walking away, going on like, like a like a hike because you're like don't on hikes. <laughs> he's like, wait, wait, what are you going? No, you got to fight. And you're, yeah, yeah, come come follow me. Come, and you just go on this long hike. Yeah, for ages, and I <laughs> defeat them through endurance. Yeah, it's like <laughs> so it sounds like a great movie. <laughs> so Kahu would basically tramp someone to death. Is that what I'm hearing? Well, you know, if they could keep up and enjoy for, the our, sights. for our international <laughs> listeners, tramping is a common activity in New Zealand. It's kind of like hiking. You it's go kind of like the... overnight hiking in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. You go and do some tramps, and uh, yeah, have a good time. <laughs> Jesus, that sounds bad. Too, too defensive. Too defensive, Akumas. For me, it was like, Machu's definitely going to have some sort of bourbon breath that just, like, <laughs> he exhales and it just mounts people's skin or, like, burns out their nostrils or some sort of, like, like even now I feel like I'm getting burned out. <laughs> yeah, every, every podcast is like this. <laughs> exactly, he's discovered it. And Kahu, I feel like, would have some sort of sweet, soothing voice that just sings you to sleep. Uh, yeah. It's a, like a, it's a Pokemon that does it. Yeah, exactly. It'd be Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff. <laughs> Kahoopuff. There we go. Kahoopuff. <laughs> There's something to hang your hat on, Kahu. Well, I, like, I like both of these arcanas. It seems like I don't actually involve any physical contact. <laughs> yeah. No one wants to touch you, Kahu. We've heard the stories, bro. No one wants to touch you. None of us would be Earth champions, eh? We're all we- <laughs> Our world would destroy us. Yeah. That guy literally is walking away and he thinks that's a defense. 
Singing a nice soothing song. Yeah. Here comes the shit round fighters. It's just mildly annoying. Here comes the sewer plant power. <laughs> Planet fighters. Anyway, guys, that moves me down to my last question. We've danced around this the entire podcast, but how useless is Raiden? And I, I think he's more useless because he has the ability to interfere in things, but he just can't be bothered. <laughs> Shows up five minutes late to everything. Yeah. You know, could have stopped Sub-Zero from killing all of Scorpion's family. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Instead, shows up, abducts a kid, and pisses off. I feel like that's... That's very questionable, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and and chooses when he wants to protect people, like putting the, the force field around everybody. Yeah, and then when Kano destroys it, he just doesn't bother coming back. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't bother defending them. He just, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You guys have fun. Yeah, and, oh, by the way, now I can take you into the void. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like if you if you are a coach of any team and you lose nine straight losses, <laughs> like you got one to go, you get sacked. Eh? Like you yeah. Know, yeah, sack of shit. Even if you're coaching like the under six, like soccer team or something, you know, like yeah. under six year old soccer, you yeah. be like, it's time to let another parent have a go. He's, yeah, exactly. He's going to the Olympics. He's going to the World Cup, and he's giving. He hasn't even looked for his team. Eh? Like <laughs> he doesn't know them, and they've just turned up and gone. Oh. Can we can we learn? Oh, teach yourselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he talks. He talks a big game, doesn't he? Kung Lao, Liu Kang. He, he just teaches guys. Like, exactly. Oh, I feel like you've got a lot more knowledge. I feel like we could learn something from you. Nah, you just have a crack. I've got one month to get to the tournament and and win. Oh, you're dead. <laughs> Even when Cole gets his powers, Shang, he says to Shang Song, "Oh, thank you for helping unlock my fighter's powers." Yes. It's like he didn't even fucking do anything himself. <laughs> Shang Tsung's on the other side. He's got all these warriors that have like won Mortal Kombat tournaments. He's got armies. They're literally yeah. training for, I don't know, for years. <laughs> Rage, peace out. It's like he's been hanging out in the void for a few centuries and then he's like, oh shit, tournaments in a month. Better sort this shit out. <laughs> yeah. Been blazing 420 yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. That's what gives them those those crazy eyes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yep, Raiden is tits on a bull. <laughs> Absolutely useless. He's a condom and a nunnery. Anyway, Machu, what do you got? Alrighty, hey. Um, here's, here's the real question, everyone. Um, question number 17. What was the best fatality during the movie? I mean, Mortal Kombat's all about fatalities. That's the only reason why I played it as a kid. Mm-hmm. So which, which, um, which one was the best? There's a few. Are you going with Kung Lao? Um, I'm waiting to see what you've got. For those who haven't, they aren't going to watch the movie. Basically, Kong Lao has a spinning hat that he drops on the ground, starts turning into a like buzzsaw, and then he feeds a flying girl through it, and she splits in half. It is glorious. Yeah, that was, that was pretty glorious. I'm just going back to the safe option of Kano, you fucking beauty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just, he had the dialogue oh, to go with it. It was great. Yeah, that was pretty good. It was really um, good. And he's like, did any of you fucking rip a heart out of someone? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for those who haven't seen it, he shoves his hand through Reptile's chest and shoves his heart out the other side, then pulls it back out and takes one look at it, you fucking beauty. And just a bonus one, who, who do you reckon had the worst? Who do you reckon had the worst fatality? Sonya Blade. Yeah, she, like, shot her pink ring through Melina. <laughs> Got him. As soon as I said it, I knew it sounded dirty. Yeah, but t- she shot it, but it was, like, sort of, like, yeah, over. And then I was trying to think, like, what was Jax's? Like, he fought the guy with the hammer. And he smashed him oh, with his arm. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 that, that was right, pretty yeah. good. I, I, but, thought, I thought Liu Kang's one was pretty terrible, eh? Like, he had that big fire dragon. I was like, oh, this is going to be mean. And he just kind of, like, got singed him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he's, he's just a little bit... Bernie. Yeah, what was that guy stuck in, like quicksand or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it was oil. It was an assist, yeah. Was, yeah. Um, yeah, Sonya Blade's one didn't really feel earned like the others. No. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen the classic Sub-Zero of ripping the head and spinal cord out. That would have been pretty cool. <laughs> Honourable mention to Scorpion also. That was pretty cool. Original uh, fatality. Original fatality of pulling the mask off and burning them to death. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, question 18. Why do the universe's champions and gods dress like they're hobos? Like, honestly, hey, a bit of gear. Come on, bro. You know, like, when you meet the, like, the woman of your dreams and you sort of settle down and you're just like, 
Yeah, it's good to do whatever the fuck I want now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this is like. Just walking around in fucking board shorts and jandals. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what are you trying to say? Fuck <laughs> hat backwards, hat vans. Teach. Well, this is getting really personal now. This is this getting is, very this is fucking exactly personal. exactly what Sam is wearing. Yes, well done. You've described exactly what I wear. Bit of a beer belly on me. No, but it's like it's like you just stop caring, you know what I mean? Like when you've discovered that you've got like superpowers, it's just like, yeah, I'm pretty much better than everyone on the planet. Well, Superman wears a pretty fucking cool suit. Like Batman. Does he really? Wears- He's walking around his pajamas and a cape, man. <laughs> fucking hell. It's a long sleeve like a muscle man top. <laughs> Jammies. I just think there's like Outworld looks a bit shit and there's not much food or resources, so they they just can't get the clothing they need. Yeah. <laughs> they just got to scrap together they whatever they can. <laughs> yeah. Producing clothing. Yeah. I mean, they don't have anything. Shang Tsung has a throne out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Like, how accessible is that, eh? Like, come meet me in my throne. Oh, fuck, I've got to walk like five days yeah. out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Why are we walking, by the way? But uh, that's how we get there. All, the, exactly. all, they, all they have is rocks, you know? They don't have, like, a developed textile industry. Yeah. <laughs> Too busy. A booming Mortal. fashion industry. <laughs> Everywhere yeah. you're going. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Oh, fuck off, ah. man. I fucking hate Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. Mortal Every, Kombat. Everybody's yelling, oh. Mortal Kombat. Right now. I just want to get some milk and put it on my wheat bix and have some breakfast. <laughs> get a fucking job, you damn fighting hippies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's all, fucking hobos. All these people just wandering around, eh, in Outworld, not really doing shit at all. <laughs> no. It's like it's training fighting. Check out this rock, you know? <laughs> Mortal Kombat. What should we take on this guy? Can't you fucking take on a sewing needle and just fucking make me something, man? Fuck. I mean, but, but even in, even on Earth, everyone's wearing fucking, like, Luke Kang, come on. You literally go to the op shop and pick a gi from the, the worst store, the second-hand gi, and wear that all your life. He's just looking for an excuse to get his top off. <laughs> really? <laughs> Let's be honest. Point. <laughs> this was the thing about this film, is like, some of the outfits were so stupid, but the masks were awesome. Mm. Yes. And it's like, maybe yeah. that's reflective of COVID times. Everyone's wearing like, really cool masks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like what people are paying attention to. It's like, oh, I wonder what that guy's mask is. <laughs> oh, Sub-Zero literally created COVID, eh? Like, look at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see fucking cunt. Yeah. Distance, bro. Distance. Yeah. Right. Question number 19. What's the rule with the dragon tattoo? We see it pass between people when they die. But it can can it pass to anyone? Like, can you get it from old age, or or do you have to get it Mexican gangster teardrop style? It's it's a bizarre thing because we find out that Cole's the only one that's been born with it, right? And like every other person's had it past them. It's like the like world's worst version of pass the parcel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and like, like this is the other thing too is like if you kill someone, you get it. And you're right. Like, what happens if you just die of old age? What happens if no one kills you? Or, like, conversely, what if you get it, you get real old, you're lying there, and then, you know, somebody goes to your family and go, hey, look, you know, like, he's, he's like his brain's gone, everything like that. We're going to have to pull the plug. That's like some random nurse just pulls the plug, and then suddenly she's like, oh, I've got this dragon tattoo. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think at that point, Raiden would go, oh, shit, I better do something here. You have a dragon hey, tattoo. And you have a dragon everyone tattoo. Everyone has you a have dragon tattoo. <laughs> Invade this world, Chang Song. We've got eight billion dragon tattoos. <laughs> yeah. Wake up, you've got a dragon tattoo. You go to the dairy, and someone's, Mortal Kombat! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Two yeah. bad things happen to me oh, today. That's yeah. the fourth time today. <laughs> well, I killed seven dudes on the way down here <laughs> i just want to buy a fucking two liter of milk man what the fuck i've been over and this and my shiny head just reflects <laughs> brightness into everybody's hey, eyes if it works it works <laughs> and like, the other thing about that is as well like the dragon tattoo is never in the same spot for everybody like what if you got it on your ass and you never knew you had it <laughs> Are you saying you don't look at your ass in the mirror, Kahoo? <laughs> we all do it, bro. It's okay. Somebody would have to see you and you'd be like, oh shit, how long has that been there? <laughs> Mortal Kombat! <laughs> you're in here in the pools or something, eh? You're getting changed. Going, Mortal Kombat! Yeah. Oh, what the fuck? Mortal Kombat in the changing room. <laughs> you're just lying there in the dentist chair. <laughs> yeah. uh, by the way, bro, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've yeah. got something on the roof of your mouth, bro. Roo! <laughs> 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 Hey, would you get a dragon tattoo? And where would you get it? No and no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm okay with people not coming up to me and just fighting me so they could get a tattoo off my body. This fatality, everybody. Yeah. You need to be a serial killer, I suppose. There'd be a black market of Mortal Kombat tattoos. 
enough of the tat talk. Let's move us down to our final question, which comes courtesy of Nick Haskins of Nikolai's Kitchen, an awesome cooking podcast, and also the founder, the godfather, the most amazing man there is in the podcasting world, because he is the man behind Livestream for the Cure, which we are going to be on very, very soon. There will be a trailer at the end of this, and we'll give you guys some more information when it's close to the time. But basically, we will be on at midnight on Friday the 21st, which is 7 p.m. New Zealand time on Saturday the 22nd, or 5 p.m. Australian Eastern time on Saturday the 22nd. It's pretty much the only, or 10 p.m. Pacific time in America on Friday the 21st. It's basically like the, the most perfect time for most of our listeners, UK listeners, etc., to be able to listen to us. So very much looking forward to doing that. We will be doing a version of the show where we basically ask 20 questions that can be applied to any film. So we'll be asking what movie would beat you up and take your lunch money or what movie would try and sleep with your missus or basically questions that would ruin your life. I can't really <laughs> think of any other ones off the top of my head, but those are the sort of questions we'll be asking. Anyway, next question this week is, what type of meal is this film? Nice and easy. It's a blood pudding. A blood pudding? Black pudding. Black pudding. Sorry, that's <laughs> what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's bloody and it's messy, um, but tastes good. Does it? Does it? <laughs> does it? It's a dessert, but no one really wants it. <laughs> but it does taste good. Yeah. I've had one in my entire life, and I lived in England for six years. So that goes to show you exactly how delicious it is. I, I had um, this is this movie is a rocky road. It's got everything in it that you like, but it's, when's the last time we had no rocky good, road for it's dinner? It's no good for you. <laughs> you eat it for dinner, it's no good. When was the last time we had a rocky road meal on this podcast? Yeah, that used to be the ice cream question. I, I feel like it's the the highway to hell answer. It is. <laughs> That's why we killed the ice cream question. Because of like, it's a rocky road. Because uh, this film's very rocky. And they're on the road to nowhere. On the road to nowhere. Highway to hell. Uh, the fuck is in this? <laughs> Actually, the... Yeah, one of the few movies the where Highway to Hell would have been relevant because we actually have a character in hell. True. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> where, where was it, Sam? You were a Highway to Hell man. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> Come on, Sam, up your game. I, I had fewer arms. I thought I'd like branch out, you know. <laughs> thought I'd branch out. Uh, well, the, the, the song I'd pick is Highway to Hell. <laughs> It can't be in every movie. It can. I'll tell you why. <laughs> We've shown how it can. <laughs> that should be Chris Eady's question, is how could Highway and Hell be incorporated into this film? Uh, yeah, the one for me is like, it's, it's spaghetti bolognese. Like, there's a level of cheese, but there's also, like, spaghetti bolognese, you hear it and you're like, oh, man, that'll be delicious. And then when you have it, you're like, oh, that was all right. <laughs> you know, it's it's just that sort of mediocre, like, like no one's favorite film or favorite food is spaghetti bolognese. Like, there's no one out there who's like, oh, yeah, my yeah. favorite f- food is spag bowl. Like, you never expectations aren't high, and it delivers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it does what it says on the tin. You know? <laughs> I must compare this to the time that I went around to a friend's place, and the, the friend said to me, she's like, oh, I made you spaghetti bolognese. And I was like, fuck, I haven't had spaghetti bolognese in ages. This would be really good. And she goes, I was going to make you steak. Because I know you love steak. And I was like, why would you say that? Yes, and yeah. I feel like that's, this trailer was that. It was like, here's some steak, but here's some spaghetti bolognese. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll tell you what you're not getting. Oh, all right. That's, thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for getting me so excited. Of like, and like, sure enough, it destroyed the meal for me because I sat there the whole time going, I could have had steak. She could have made me steak. Why did she bring up steak? How good would steak be right now? I could really go for a steak right now. It's a very good point. Anyway, that takes us down to the end. Thank you, everybody, for listening. You guys are awesome. Uh, like Massive thanks to our patrons as well for supporting the show and keeping us going. Thanks to these guys. We've had a good time. This has hey, been fun. It's been fun. Yeah, I don't know what's upcoming aside from the fact that uh, Gerald and Dan are going to come across and do a film ahead of live stream for The Cure. There's a couple of films coming out. As I mentioned, Cruella's going to get done. And then obviously other films like Black Widow and Space Jam and Top Gun, the new Top Gun, they're all going to get done. We're going to do them at some point. Anyway, if you want to get a hold of us, you can find us on Facebook at Movie Reviews in 20 Qs. You can find us on Twitter at Movie Reviews in. Or you can send us an email at mritqs at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, that is thanks from me. Your soul is mine. Flawless. Excellent. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
I reckon I can do better Mortal. this time around. You reckon you can do better? Yeah. Well, you are the defending champ. <laughs> So, I'm sucking this. Yeah, yeah. I, well, you you made it into the intro. You were that <laughs> fucking <laughs> terrible that we put you in the intro. <laughs> so you ready yeah, to grip it. it and rip it? Yeah, I, I am. Okay. Mortal Kombat. I don't know. Can you that. follow that much? Well, I, I can, but I. I feel like that was only my level two Super Saiyan. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. <laughs> No one wins. Fall is losing. Need to really like get into it and just oh. scream it, you know, like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. <laughs> you asking a question in that one? <laughs> Mortal Kombat. I'm running out of breath halfway through. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> You're like a drill sergeant. <laughs> Just, just waiting for a neighbor, eh? Shut the fuck up! Mortal Kombat! <laughs> I think that's, that's up there with the winners, eh? That might be the winners' circle. Just as bad! <laughs> My name is Nicholas Haskins, and I'd like a moment of your time to tell you about the fifth annual live stream for The Cure. To do that, I brought along two people whom I couldn't do this event without. Gerald Morris and Dan Brennick. Over the past four years, the live stream for The Cure has raised over $30,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. That contribution is helping to fund research into cancer immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This year, we're aiming for our biggest goal yet as we try to raise $15,000 in 50 hours on the air. Tune in May 19th through the 23rd as we're joined live by podcasters and content creators from around the world. With your help, we can continue the fight for a future immune to cancer. Together, we can make a difference.